This is Lady Talk Radio, your space for real conversations about real life and real ways to improve yours. Welcome back to Lady Talk Radio. I am your host, Stacey Ray. This is episode number 56 with Andy Gordon. This podcast, as always, is brought to you by WeAreLadyAlpha.com, our online and offline community for ambitious women, where we start conversations that empower you and help move you forward so you can have the fierce and fulfilling life you know you want. If you are digging our vibe here, maybe you want to rub shoulders with some like-minded ladies and have some deep conversations in your life, you can join us in our free online Facebook community called The Lady Posse. Just search us out on Facebook and we will add you in and we can't wait to kick it with you. If this is your first time tuning into the show, the warmest welcome to you, lady. I'm so stoked that you are here and you are listening in right now on our Masculine May series, which I extended just a little bit into June to accommodate all of the epic combos that were had. So for the next couple episodes, we will continue to be hearing from amazing men in our communities that are sharing their expertise, their insights, their explorations on a range of topics, and most importantly, exploring with us how we can more fully understand, love, and stand for and with men. And I might have kept a couple of my faves for last. So some really good stuff coming your way. So make sure you're subscribed to the show. Leave your reviews on iTunes. Share these with your friends. Do the thing. It really helps us get this these conversations out to more amazing people like you. So if you want the show notes of this episode for links and info and all that good stuff, it's wearladyalpha.com forward slash five six radio. Super easy. So we've had Andy on the show before. I've known him for a couple years and I knew that he would bring it. <laughs> I knew that he would keep it real and he absolutely did. So much passion and knowledge on this topic. And so I'm so, so, so excited to share this combo with you. We really went deep on this one. If you don't know Andy, he is an Australian filmmaker and photographer based in Bali, Indonesia. He holds a vision for a more connected, compassionate, and educated world and creates content that inspires the viewer to explore these areas for themselves. And above all that he's up to in the world, his highest excitement and joy lies with his partner Kate and their beautiful child-to-be. So in this combo with Andy, there was some really deep conversation. There was some deep laughs, deep tears, and lots of talk about relationship dynamics, which was so interesting. So many cool insights on that one and really calling in your man. I know so many of you are in that place in your life where you're really exploring that for yourself. Some, some really juicy stuff on that one and really exploring like how men experience their king energy and their boy energy. Beautiful exploration there and really acknowledging the depth of of pain and the needs and the way we can really start to stand more fully for the masculine in the world right now. And so Andy's been doing some really deep work with the masculine in preparation for his documentary, which he will talk about in this episode. And so his input and passion on this topic was so impactful and I'm so excited for you to hear it. So as always, I would love to hear your insights or takeaways. Feel free to send them my way and lady, let's get into it. Hey, Andy, welcome to Lady Talk Radio. I am so excited to have you on the show again. We've done this before. Thanks. Yeah, it's a third time now. It's a pleasure. Enjoy yeah. being back every time. Awesome. Yeah. And I'm so excited to also have this conversation with you. I know that you've been deep diving, truth spilling as you do, and exploring lots in life. So I'm interested to hear like just some of the new things that you've been exploring as well. So thanks for coming mm-hmm. on and also just contributing to what Masculine May is all about. Pleasure. Yeah, good to be here. Thanks. The first question that we're opening up these conversations with is, what do you want women to know about men or the masculine? Just that, like, you rock our world. Like, <laughs> it's, 
I think there's always a conversation of like the two types of men where like there's the one who will, um, you know, want to build the castle, build the dream with you. And then there's the other who like, he's never going to really give you everything until the castle's built. Like you can be there, but you're just not going to get all of him. And I find like, that's where I see a lot of men fall into. For me, for a long time, I thought I was the build it all first. And that's where my mentality was until I had some women come into my life that radically shifted that. And then I got to open up to that part of me that was like, actually, I want a partner. Like I want to build this, this journey, this dream with, I want someone to share that journey with on the way there. Um, and yeah, I've talked to so many women, work with so many women when I was coaching around like relationships and with men. And I think the biggest misconception is like when you've like that man that is there and present for you and like wants to be with you, you're his everything. Like you're, yeah. Like we will drop everything at a hat for that one that's there. And yeah, I think sometimes I think you see in relationships and I've seen it with Kate and I, there can be that, like, if I don't, the woman doesn't feel it from the man or he's prioritizing the building and whatever he's doing that you're not is everything and yeah I think it's such a misconception and it's like for me specifically like Kate's everything Mm. and doesn't mean I'm not focused on what I'm doing and all those kind of things and they're not a priority and you know we just found out we're having our first child and like so now I'm like full dad energy of like provide set it up set all the foundations like be there safety security like all that's fired off but she's my world. She's my everything. And yeah, I think sometimes it can be like, if that's not present in every moment that, that women can believe that's not the case and it's just not true. Mm. Yeah. Beautiful. Thanks for pointing to that. I'm curious if you're noticing, you, you spoke to a little bit of that providing energy and stuff like that, parking up. What else are you noticing now finding out that you're moving into fatherhood and congratulations. You know how excited yeah. I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Um, Honestly, like I, I've shared about it publicly, but like my upbringing was not pretty good around the man. So I had a pretty absentee father. Like he lived sort of same city as me, but was never really there. Like once or twice a year, pop in and say hello. But that just dwindled as we grew up, as I grew up. And I had a pretty abusive stepfather. So I had a really, I guess, poor example of what I would like to be around the man or the masculine. And um, I think for a long time, I have really wanted to be a father and to not repeat that cycle. And I've got a beautiful stepfather in my life now um, who's so caring and loving. And he brought you know three beautiful sisters into my life as well. And now I've got some nieces and everything. Um, but the one thing that I guess I feared for a long time is repeating the cycle. As much as I wanted to not repeat it, I was so scared to be... <clears throat> a dad and there was this story um underlying for me of like you know a not ready not ready not ready kind of thing and what actually shocked me is the day I was going to get like the pregnancy test like Kate actually fainted in the shower in the shower together and I watched her she's like oh I'm you know my I feel my vision's going blurry and then she's like well looked over and her eyes just started to like drift off to the sky and I was like Whoa. oh and like jumped and grabbed her under the arms and held her and she passed out and I laid her down. I was like, all right, let's gonna get a pregnancy test to roll this out. And when I was on the way, like I knew, like I just I knew she was pregnant and we came mm-hmm. back for the test and 
she was there and I saw it was like positive and we haven't said any of this yet, but like Kate just freaked out. Like, you know, not read all her stuff came up. And what was amazing for me was I just felt so like present and ready. It was definitely a shock, but I was like, cool. So we're doing this like, mm. <laughs> and just felt so ready. And, and my energy immediately went to this, like that kind of King energy of like holding that space straight up for her. It was like, whatever you want to do, I got your back. Like no matter what decision, like, you know, mm. I'm here behind you. But yeah, I've been amazed at how actually ready I do feel mm-hmm. when I thought I really wasn't going to be um, ready. And so funny because Kate, is just in the room and doesn't realize that this is only an audio podcast because we're on a video chat. So she's like, <laughs> got behind me and crawled along the floor to grab the purse. <laughs> then back out again. Uh, I thought it was, I thought it was like, cause I just saw like a leg. I was like, not really sure what that was, but we're just going to roll with it. <laughs> random ghost in my house. <laughs> real life, baby. Real life. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, I'm how ready I feel. And just excited like yeah I I feel very grateful because my beliefs are that we choose our parents we choose our journey to kind of architect all the challenges and conditioning that will reach a point in our life that we then look back at and go is this true for me and and what's the learnings and lessons here and yeah I feel very grateful that the soul that's chosen us is pretty much been like cool like you're ready right now. Mm-hmm. And that's a real like humbling moment to be like, ah, oh, cool. Like mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Mm. You spoke to that King energy and I'm curious if you can share a little bit more about that. Cause that's something we've, we've spoken to a little bit on the show around different archetypes and kind of exploring that. And um, particularly in the masculine is something we've been thinking about more. Obviously this month is having so many beautiful conversations with men what does that energy mm. represent to you? Like, what has that exploration been like? Um, the king for me is just like unwavering mm. and deep presence. Mm-hmm. And like essentially this, the term, like the ruler of the kingdom, the ruler of the space and the, the master of that space, like someone who can hold that space. And yeah, it's just like not phased. Mm-hmm. And I've... <clears throat> Like that moment with Kate was probably one that I've really felt it clearly with us. And and even in our relationship, there was a period where um, <laughs> your dogs are my dogs are going on. Um, <laughs> They're having an eating. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> there's another period now like where we were stuck in this loop of relating to one another that was like really not beneficial and we weren't really growing and we weren't really shifting the way we were relating to each other. And I could feel this loop and the like for example the boy energy in me and my one of my deeper wounds and causes like not being recognized like that upbringing I had all I wanted is daddy to like love me and acknowledge me and so I you know mastered academics didn't happen mastered sports didn't happen mastered music didn't happen and I was like well fuck it I'm gonna go like deal drugs strip and escort like Mm. (laughs) like, and do the opposite but that's that boy wound and that boy energy that comes up so when that was happening in our life I was sort of justifying like fuck like what what do I need to show you like what do I need to prove like I'm here you can trust me like all these things and the, what happened when we shifted was like I really spent that king energy I was like cool so this doesn't work anymore and I'm not going to do this anymore and I was like so here's how I'm going to show up and here's what I'm going to do and this is how it's going to be mm-hmm. 
and maybe some of those are like, oh, that's just like, you know, dominant and like um, sort of masculine dominance and stuff. But there's a difference between like, I think the coming from the ego and trying to dominate a space and those sort of things that way. And then as opposed to like declaring something, planting that flag and just being like unwavering. Yeah. Yeah. And when I would waver from that is when I would go into that boy energy and that trigger. So Kate, like, and no doubt, like the, the feminine is always testing the masculine. Mm-hmm. I would plan that flag and then there's, there's those ripple effects as like um, reverbs into the relationship in the space. And like the feminine always does is test, test, test safety, test security, test you, you're mm-hmm. going to do that. You're going to do this time. You're going to do that time. And like keep pushing, keep stretching. And there was so much of that for a few months in our relationship where he was just testing and, and seeing it all. And like, is there safety? Is there security here? And I would waver from sometimes I would get triggered and get into that. Like, fuck, what do I need to do to show like what I need to mm. prove that like, you can trust in all these things. <laughs> and then it'd be like, ah, that's me. I dropped out of the energy back to it again. So that King is like that space creator, the space holder, the, um, just that unwavering energy, that, that strength and that presence. And it, it all, it is all that when you like imagine that traditional King mm-hmm. of what he resembles, like it's that energy in in the man and that's that archetype that is yeah just bold unwavering but incredibly grounded it's not from that ego like Mm -hmm. got my shit sorted and i know it it's that you know that's a facet of it but in a different energy form that you can feel when it comes from someone really centered and grounded and and so that humility and presence and who they are without having to like soften that yes yeah, I really heard that unwavering, like just right there. It's like I always think of like an oak tree. Like the king is just like he's planted; he's not going anywhere. Yeah, I, I can already hear some of the listeners being like, "How do I find a man like that?" <laughs> and here's here's something that I would love to hear from you too: is like the the idea that all all men and women have these energies within them. So it's not like we're just finding this man that is a king. It's like all men have that king presence. And mm-hmm. I know you, you do a lot of men's work and diving into some of this stuff. Like what is, what has been your experience with um, introducing men to that King energy? Like what, what usually happens when men discover this energy for themselves? I might say something a bit controversial, Please but do. Um, <laughs> no woman is ever going to be able to create the space for a man to really explore that. Mm, yeah. Like, and talking on a heterosexual sense, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's obviously different relationships and different, it's the same thing though around the feminine and masculine energies, but on a heterosexual sense, there's no space that like a woman's going to create in that way to have a man really show up in that way because there's no way that she can hold it. Like both on a, an understanding sense of like the masculine and feminine energies in a male body and on the sense of like, I don't, I've not met a woman yet that can hold my physical space. Like if I needed to like let shit rip or really like take out some wounds and express in a space and so on, if I needed to, like if anyone here has watched the documentary, The Work, super powerful, mm. um, and they take these men into a prison and the prisoners work with them and there's men that are like screaming banshees and shit while like four prisoners are holding them down and like, no woman's going to be able to hold that space like physically. Like we look yeah. at the size of our bodies and the change, unless you've got a very like a slender man and a very like stocky set, like sturdy woman, then it's different. But yeah, what I've found like, and, I've, and sometimes that can be controversial, especially in like the 
equality and the conversation when it comes into it, but I find that will come from like a wounded place. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I feel like it's that men's like a man needs to be with another man in that way. Mm. And like, it's something that I live by, which is the statement of like me first. And that is like, you can't introduce a man to that if he's not open to it. Like you have to be the one to create the space first. So if we're, like if you're wanting a man to show up in that way, actually, I'm going to scrap this for a second. What I want to say in that, this is like such a common myth. I feel that we're like, I've got to get ready for my relationship. I've got to get ready and all sort of stuff mm. <laughs> for a moment. Like if you're single and you're imagining preparing for your man or you're, you want your man to be ready for you in these things for a moment, I want you to put all the beliefs around that to the side. And what if I just said to you that the one, so to speak, the man that you're destined to be with in this lifetime, you've got the soul contracts with and all that stuff is at the exact same place on his journey as you are on yours in this very moment. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that relationship now? Like for the listeners, everyone, like how do you feel about that? Mm-hmm. Cause I know so many men that are so fucking scared about opening up to a relationship because they're like, I still want to get fucking freaky and I don't know. I'm not comfortable enough to ask for that sexually with the partner that I get with. So I'm just going to like watch porn jack off or I'm going to have a bunch of one night stands until I'm ready to have my relationship. And I've got my fun out because they're in that boy and they don't want to, they don't know how to fucking ask for like some like more explorative sex and sexuality and those things. They don't feel Mm -hmm. confident in that. And it's the same on the, on the flip side of the women for their, in their own ways. But it's like, there's this, so you see it through personal everywhere. Like this story that like, you need to get into your queendom fully and be fully complete and healed and the Mm -hmm. man be your conscious king. And I was like, man, I did a lot of shit before I got in a relationship. And I got here and I was like, oh, like all I saw in my mind was like Kevin Hart on stage being like, no, he wasn't ready. (laughs) It's like, like, no, not ready at all. And yeah, so I'm not going to full tangent, but I just want to say that. I love it. He is at the exact same place that you are right now. Mm. And then when you come together, it will be this like, and Adam Roller and Azria mm. um, uh, talk about this, like the slinky effect is a, a term they coined. And it's like, when you come into a partnership, what I always find is someone will kind of be the me first. Mm-hmm. Someone will step into a space first and it may trigger that ripple effect may trigger the other person or whatever. And the reverb may trigger the person back who created that space. Um, but then eventually there'll be that like the slinky, you know, everyone loves the slinky. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> and bouncing forth in new spaces and, and new patterns. And like, you know, maybe someone wants to read a bunch more books. They've never been a reader, but the other person that they're with just, you know, is reads all the time. Like, all right, I'll try this. And all of a sudden they're just like a book nerd. Like every yeah. few days, a new book, they're in it. And the other partner's like, holy shit, this person's like, you know, more and more. I need to up my game. And like, and it's that in a partnership, you start pulling each other forward. Mm-hmm. And it's only in the wounding and that, that child energy and the traumas that we create that like, no, I'm not going. Like, I'm not moving from this space. Like, you can't make me. Like, you, you're going first. And, you know, all that kind of ego shit. And that's where, like, I see relationships split is those partners aren't willing to, like, drop the humility and work together and, you like, benefit off each other in that growth and really be a partnership. It becomes like a competition. Yeah, And like they're pulling away from one another and it's like, you know, tearing the other person down because they're essentially doing things that are triggering you and you're not feeling enough of triggering that inadequacy or that inferior ego in you. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and totally. like the partnership is is a partnership. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. I love that you just spoke to that. This is we've been talking a lot to partnership and a lot of the conversation and questions that have been coming in have been specifically around like you know, like, oh, there's no good men out there. How do I find men that are conscious or how do I meet that guy? And so it's been really cool to explore this and just hear from different men on the show too, because there is that whole idea of like having to be ready, healed, completely perfect in your entire queendom and then meeting <laughs> this this miraculous man when it sounds like, and what I'm really receiving from what you're saying too, is that it is, it, you show up at the right time, you're in, you're, you create the connection, you create the partnership, the commitment, and you both get to continue that evolution. It's not like this final destination and I've heard you say that lots in some of the ways that we've had conversations before like there is no mountaintop ladies <laughs> you're not yeah, going to arrive one day <laughs> like let, let's play out this story and this is the thing we have these crazy ideas and, and theories and it's it's fed to us through industries that yeah. benefit financially off it and so on but totally. and we've grown up with Hollywood and cinema and whatever but like let's play that theory out if you are in your complete queendom healed integrated just this fucking divine feminine (laughs) goddess in your purest essence enlightened connected to source like connected to everything why the fuck haven't you been snapped up yet why hasn't a man of that stature found you yet if that's where you're at and vice versa if you're trying to call in a man that's at that place theoretically or hypothetically why the fuck hasn't he found his woman yet Mm. why why wouldn't he have, in, in all that he is and all that is energy and how far it reaches and so on, why wouldn't he have come into contact with a fellow queen? Mm. It doesn't make sense. And it's like, we've all got our stuff. We've all got these things that are continually working on. And it's just like new levels consistently. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of things that don't really affect me on like a mental sphere anymore. Like I've really done a lot of work on the NLP and, that, and like years of work in that way. But now I'm noticing like, and I've, done somatic work in my body probably the last 18 months so lesser time frame but now I'm noticing things in like my energetic sphere and in my body and like how I'm feeling and integrating things that are around the same stuff but it's a different level of like healing and integration it's a different part of that wound that appears in a new format so we're always going to be on that journey we're always going to be in that it's not like oh fuck have I forever got to like keep working on myself and shit it's like it's more, I think, of a, a compassion and understanding that you are constantly going to be playing the game of life and dancing with the external being that mirror. And however you're perceiving it, getting that opportunity to like take that experience or how you're perceiving something and look at where that's occurring in your own personal life. Mm. And when you bring in a partner, it's literally like, you know, all of a sudden living life and just grabbing the mirror and shoving it in your face. Yeah. <laughs> and just walking through life like that, like nose to nose. All the mirror. time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just ain't hiding anywhere. So it's like, it's that experience of understanding that it's more like, where can I find, like, who is the partner? And this is different too. Like, you know, for example, mm. some guys want the, the stay at home honey you know, that looks after the home, gets everything ready, makes all the meals, like looks after the kids and wants to build the castle, do the life, stand on stage, do those things without her. And then there's some guys that want, like I said, the partner. Mm-hmm. I'm, by, I'm by Kate's side. I'm never in front of her, behind her. Like I'm never holding her, showing how to do it. Like I'm beside her. When she falls, I stand there. Like I'm with her. You know, I'm not her dad. I'm not her savior. I'm her partner. 
Mm-hmm. And I think the first things first is like, as a, as a woman or a man or anyone that's listening, they, what do you want? Like, what's the kind of relationship that you want? Do you want a partnership? Do you want to be provided for? Do you want to provide for the man? Like, what is it that you want in some form of relationship? And then that's going to dictate kind of the experience you have as you move forward in life and in your partnerships. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, like, I know myself, I thought, I, like I said before, I thought I was ready. As a single man, I was like, got my shit sorted. I was conscious. I'd created this identity I was living into. I was getting success. It was building. I was talking on stages. I was creating national events and tours. I was like traveling around, doing all that shit. I was like, I want a fucking queen that's coming in. Like, you know, like <laughs> I, I know the kind of woman I want and I want this, 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 and this. And one, I didn't get that, <laughs> the first one that came along, but I got a woman that came in and taught me so much about an area of my life that I was suppressing. Mm. Nothing to do with what I was promoting and showing because I was happy with that shit. I was good to like turn that shit up for 10. But the woman I called in, like the relationships that always serve us, the partner that I called yeah. in was exactly what I needed. Mm. And that allowed me to, that partner, explore my sexuality. Like I had been a, a stripper, an escort. I had had sex with hundreds of women like running a nightclub I was having sex on rooftops and blowjobs in the bathrooms and like all that kind of stuff like highly sexualized in that way like the act of sex Mm. but then at the age of 25 I had a woman go oh what are you like and I was like I don't know I just look at like what I realized is like well I just make your legs shake and if I do it a few times I've really done a good job and then you come back for more Mm. and you'll tell your friends (laughs) <laughs> that's that was it like and it was that was the experience i had sex and at 25 after being like the stripping and then after being like an escort too and having these like before my mind could conceive as a like in my body I was having an embodied experience of the masculine energy holding the feminine these women that were like in their 30s and 40s and i'm 18 19 like women that have got you know like egotistical dominant men with women in every city and they're left at home or women that have been corporate and done that world and just never found the man on the way being able to surrender mm. into like great, strong physical body at the time and form, but an energy where I was, you know, going to a gala ball with them and, and having a hotel suite and massaging them and laying with them and like stroking their hair and listening to them talk for two hours. Like I was, it wasn't even always about sex. You know, mm. I was having those experiences, but I was having this like, almost subordinate people pleaser mr nice guy shit come through me around sex and i was provided i didn't know what i wanted so when i got super clear on this and long winded story of like the relationship that i wanted and who i needed tick 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 all this thing i got actually what i actually needed yeah and you're always going to get that the, the challenge here is this not your queendom kingdom all these kind of things it's like are you willing to look at the reflection that's showing up for you. Yes. Yeah. Because maybe not you consciously on an ego sense of calling in, but we can talk about higher self soul is channeling through and bringing in the events of exactly what you're really asking for. Like what's part of your journey. So everything is that reflection, but can you in that moment or soon after the trigger, see this experience as exactly your creation and like what it's feeding back to you detach from like the thing that's happening he said this 
or like the way they said this is bullshit and his tone was this and I know this and like he didn't fucking like put an X on the end of the, the message you just sent it text like maybe he's fucking angry like whatever the like the story <laughs> That's is so funny we've all done like, that we have all oh, done that hey. ladies yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've received the following messages that come up and I was like yeah. no I'm just busy what um, <laughs> no kisses <laughs> yeah <laughs> what's happening what's wrong is this over do you want to lend this now (laughs) but like that experience of um the thing that's happening that moment that we attach to the trigger Mm. in that moment are you able to detach from it and recognize the thing is not the thing yes the thing that's happening is just the thing that like what it's coming from Mm -hmm. and that's like such a big thing around the relationships we call in all this kind of stuff like you're going to call in exactly what you need and it may not match your want list yeah the thing is not the thing and it's a really big thing <laughs> like it's a really big thing yeah, yeah. no it's i never really the thing. and i think often we can reject the experiences that are showing up because we are quantifying them against our list of wants and think and saying well this isn't really what i was looking for And Mm. instead of maybe acknowledging, like, why is this showing up? What is this Mm -hmm. for me? And what do I need to look at? Or what is there to explore? Or what is there to learn? Or whatever it might be. So, yeah, I so hear you on that. Beautiful. Mm. You said something earlier that really stuck out to me when you said the feminine is always testing the masculine. And something we we talk about on the show sometimes is, like, how women have this perceived idea around, like, being too much or being messy and, like, like, relaxing into that expression of themselves. And when you said that, it really, like, brought that up for me. I'm like, you know, sometimes um, I've heard this a lot just in explorations in the Lady Posse and stuff is, like, um, how to trust or how to feel safe with the masculine and how to explore that. As a man, what would you say are some of the ways that we can maybe communicate or explore that in a more healthy way? Uh, ask for what you want straight. Mm. Like, be, be straight. Yeah. However, sort of like side note, a little <laughs> asterisk to that. It's like, speak about yourself first. Mm. So take full ownership of your experience. And this is something that Kate and I have worked on shit tons because her deep core wounding is like, um, you know, having such successful, dominant, traditional masculine style men in, in her brother and parents and family in that way, there's been a real trigger around, you know, love and acknowledgement from the man around money, around everything like worth, those sort of things. And then wounding around like sexuality, like, you know, not having sex early on, like every other girl and all these things and not knowing what you're doing and having poor experience with sex. Like these are core wounds that I've gotten to know with Kate. And for me, I shared earlier, mine's about not being recognized. That's that boy energy that comes up. Mm-hmm. So um, can you quickly repeat your question? I feel like I just taking myself on a tangent. Do I remember the question? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, like, like how can we, well, I think that you really went beautifully and like asking for what we want, like maybe setting the parameter for uh, this, but yeah, you know, yeah. like how can we communicate that? Like when you said testing, testing the masculine, it's like, we want to be able to know we're safe to kind of come unraveled and be in that mm-hmm. full surrender. Right. Yeah. So how can we communicate and explore that? Because I mean, a lot of the time we attack and we blame and we do a lot of other things, right. Or, or just don't open yeah. up at all because there's that fear of I'm not safe here. Gotcha. So, yeah. Yeah. so the, the whole straight talking, absolutely. But the asterisk was like asking, as I talking about yourself first, that's why I get examples of like Kate and I around that wounding. 
we've worked hard to like really get to see the pattern that evolves there. And something that we're working on is when we speak, like speaking about our experience and taking ownership for it. So prime example, um, if you want like, you know, want to find trust and testing safety and stuff like that with the firm, like how she can create trust in the relationship. It's not being like, oh, when you just like, when you talk really straight to me, like, you know, it makes me feel this way. Mm. I don't feel like super cared for or not caring or whatever that there's a big difference between that. And like, Hey babe, I just wanted to bring up, like, I really noticed that anytime that you, maybe you're busy or whatever you're doing, but you just shoot straight. I know you're not being mean or anything like intentionally, but when you talk in that way, I like, I notice this pattern how every time I make that mean that you don't care. I'm not, I'm second class. Like you're more caring about your work or money or anything else or your boys. Like, you you that's I make that mean that and I just like I just can feel how fucking unhealthy that is and how much that sabotages our connection. So like I wanted to bring that up and, and just share with you and like just acknowledge that like I'm really gonna be like putting some time and attention into that. And at the same time, um yeah, I would love if like I can bring that up and, and we can like talk about that at that moment or maybe in that moment that you can like look at shifting in the way that you speak that when I bring it up to you in that way mm. like that's so fucking different like that's taking ownership of that experience and that you are creating the reaction you are creating like the trigger is yours like you know even if I go fuck you there's intention there's everything in the way that I say that and I'm responsible for that but your entire emotional experience on the other end of that is yours and if someone is like this is the difference of queendom right we're going to talk queendom and kingdom the power of the queen, the power of like the divine feminine. Um, and you hear it spoken about in every like indigenous culture. And it, it um, <clears throat> to what I said earlier about like, no woman can hold that space for the man. Mm. Um, the, like the divine feminine, the queen can like, no matter how the man shows up, that woman, that queen can hold that space like that man could be raging and everything like that and really what's happening is there's a male body with a boy inside throwing a tantrum a boy super fucking triggered or hurt or needs not met so the queen can hold that it doesn't mean she needs to stand there and get punched in the face by a man that's abuse that's disrespect and you don't need to ever hold that space for someone right but the queen is the one that can literally like hold that space and you watch because it's a boy playing a show through a man's body. When that queen shows up, which can also be that, like that mother energy that like, there's nothing you can say or do. Mm-hmm. Like this space is mine. The queen uh-huh. rules her king. The queen rules the kingdom. Really? The ma- the, 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 the Kings at the front, the queen's the ruler behind. She holds that space. And you watch the boy go from throwing a fucking tantrum through a man, which can be like, Holy shit. In, in, intense to the boy surrendering and this is another tangent we can go where like then we can create some really unhealthy boy mother relationships inside like actual relationships but that is a big thing so when like you're testing trust that's how a masculine will test trust back but the the feminine is mainly the tester a lot but the masculine will test back in those ways because there's quite often a story of like how can i like i can show up in this way but this part of me, I can't show up with. Like, you'd never be able to hold that. You'd never be able to accept that. And the king, like the, the masculine energy I find, there's shadows to like 
one thing I want to say too is like on all these energies of like king, warrior, lover, like the jester, like all these things, that is the masculine energy that is also in the woman. So the yeah, woman totally. and the man have the masculine and there's feminine archetypes, all of them. Um, but we're talking like the same like masculine man, feminine woman here. That is like such a big factor I see on the woman. Like when you're testing trust or testing those things and like you're owning things in the way that you ask for it, that's a perfect way to build like a conscious, healthy relationship. That's the best way for anyone to build a relationship and, and build trust. And I just wanted to bring up that point of like the queendom in that way is the ability to kind of be like, you know, I can see you're going through something right now. And no matter how you show up, no matter what's going on with you right now and here, I'm here. Mm, yeah. I'm here in this space. There's nothing you can do to make me leave or change the space. I'm here for you and whatever you need to do, I'm here. Vice versa, masculine to feminine too. Mm-hmm. But that's that king queendom shit. It's like that unwavering, yeah. you know, and when we play the, the fairy tale in our head or we watch the cinema movie, you, you know, it's kind of like punking someone of like, you know, you're going to just sort of punch you in the face and see if someone flinches. And it's just like, you stand there and blink, you know, you don't flinch. It's like, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm here. here, do what you yeah. need. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's really interesting. That's really interesting. Can yeah. I touch on the, like the feminine of the trusting and like why this yeah. is yeah. what it is? Like the way that I see like masculine and feminine energies, and these are in both of us, like our feminine is always going to test our own masculine energy on an internal basis too. Mm. The more you develop fluidity between your energies and that you can tap into them, you'll notice this game starts to play out even inside yourself. Um, but the, the feminine, like the way I see the masculine, the masculine is that structure, that provider that creates the space that architects like almost like builds the, the structure of the house. He builds that base and the, and the foundations of it and the actual framework. The feminine is the one that comes in then and, and picks the color palette, changes it, changes the colors with the seasons, creates the energy in the space, opens the, creates bifold doors that allows a blow through to come through then but able to shut them up in winter and they double steeled glass. And like, she thinks about all these kinds of things and, and she's connected to absolutely everything. Like the feminine, and especially the female feminine, like the body, you are the creator of life. Can't be created without the masculine involved, but you are the creator, the incubator, the nurturer, the one that connects and builds everything that tapped into the intuition. The masculine is that structure and that provider so that you can be super connected to, to sadness and grief and what's happening in the world and surrender into the structure of the masculine and be held. You can be connected to joy and ecstasy and everything else and still be held in that space. And it's like, for you to surrender though, like you're not going to just surrender into like any person you ever meet. Like you're going to test that. That's what whole point of friendships, relationships, everything in your life, like think about your families and so on. If your sister went and talked shit behind your back or whatever, the trust is broken. You don't feel secure to surrender into that relationship sometimes. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's present in everything. So the feminine energy is going to test that because essentially it'd literally be like grabbing a rope and abseiling down a cliff without anyone telling you or being sure that's actually secured. You just pick up that rope and go, well, I'm going over. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who the fuck would do that? Right. Like, you know, unless you're like, yeah, I'm happy to die. Like we'll see. And like, I want that adrenaline hit, but no one's going to actually do that. And 
that's the analogy. It's like, I'm going to test that and test a bit more, a bit more, a bit more. And then like, even when I get to the cliff, I'm kind of like going to jump and try and put my body weight on it before I actually go over the cliff and be like, can this really take my weight and shit, test it? And then like, maybe watch someone else do it first. And then like, you're going to test that shit like a hundred times because you're essentially putting your life, which is the energy form, surrendering that energy into that rope which is really secured to that rock that is the masculine, that base point or that big oak tree and it's secured. And you got to be sure that you can surrender that energy and be held physically, literally held by that base, by that energy, which is the masculine. And if you don't feel that there's no fucking way you're going to go over that cliff, you know, and probably the bigger the cliff or the next drop or like you know when you go on the next cliff even though you've already done one and you know that rope did work and it was secured to the same tree you're probably going to test it again and test it a few times to check what this one is or what's this tree like you know this is a bigger drop am i going to weigh more the longer the rope is so i need to check this tree in a different way it's a it's a different different cliff those are the things so you're going to test every new evolution mm. it's a natural part of it and it's what men need to get like a masculine man a man's masculine energy needs to understand about the 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 woman the female feminine energy is that she is going to test no matter what and like i said before my core wounding my trigger oh what the fuck do i need to do what do i need to prove to you like well, i've done fucking everything so you can trust me that's my boy being wounded that's my story of not being recognized mm-hmm. and not being able to stand in my king and see that she's just testing me and all i need to do is show up in that moment yeah yeah I was thinking uh, just what I was receiving in there too is like the, when, when I was thinking about how my feminine energy would be testing my masculine energy, I was like, Oh, okay. I'm, I was like kind of trying to presence myself to that. Like, how does that show up for, for all of us? Right. I'm like, Oh, okay. Interesting. Interesting. It feels really tangible when we think about it in relation to a man and like, Oh, I can totally see how those patterns play out. And like, can, mm. you know, that consistent testing of the rope, you know, like, can, am I safe here? Can I totally settle into this space? And it feels a little bit more subtle mm. when we think about those energies, but inside of us, that's an mm-hmm. exploration and a half right there. Very cool. Very well, cool. can I ask you like the way that obviously you perceive or the way you even experienced how you would test like, um, your man or the masculine energy mm-hmm. and those experiences that you had knowing the feeling of that can you think of any time or feel into any time that you've ever kind of had that experience maybe the to and fro in your own life whether it's yeah like you're testing your own self the security of yourself your capability yeah the first thing that kind of came up for me was like um because part of how my masculine shows up is like routines and habits and structures and discipline and like sort of things in my life that kind of create the containers for me to show up and just be totally in in Mm -hmm. flow and just like in my creative kind of experience Mm -hmm. and um the masculine shows up around like organization and like being like like budgeting and like all of these like very like tangible scheduling and all these kinds of things and I was like thinking in my head like I noticed that there's a level of safety that I feel in that. And like when, so let's say I just threw out all my organization for a whole week. Mm. I feel like I'd have this moment of like, <gasps> like obviously, mm. but also like kind of, whoa, like it, it tends to, I think this is making sense as it's coming out, but like it, it kind of holds the container for me. So I feel like there's a really solid foundation for me to stand on in my life. And I mm. notice that sometimes uh, different times in the cycle or like different when I'm really more heightened in feminine energies, it's like I can feel myself kind of being like, I 
don't really need my morning routine today or like kind of like pushing back on that, even though I know it's something that totally anchors me in. Um, Mm. So that was kind of the first thing that came up for me was like that challenging of like those structures that I know work, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I like that. That's a cool exploration. I totally encourage the ladies listening to just take a look for themselves too. Cause it's, I love how we can look at a masculine and feminine energies in all of us. we all have these mm. energies in us and how those are playing out in our relationships too. It's like, there's a lot of beautiful learnings in here, you know? Yeah. And well, ha- go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say like, it's the same thing. I talk about like that reflection of like, yeah, literally like, how do you notice the dance between your feminine and the masculine? Or how do you notice when you're masculine and the feminine, the man or the feminine, and the woman, like mm-hmm. whatever it is noticing an external, then it's going, cool. So how am I perceiving this and this experience that I have? And then looking back at like, where is this happening in me? Where is this dance happening in me? Yeah. Well, and I was thinking like, oh, okay. So let's say for instance, that you didn't trust the masculine or you had some kind of experience that was, you know, negative, some wounding there that was unhealed. And Mm. I'm then curious, like, how would I be relating to that energy inside of me? Or like, would that be more prominent because I'm trying to push back on it, you know, and resist that masculine energy. So then it's more prominent in me. Cause that was kind of my experience for a long time too, is like mm. dimming down the feminine, feeling unsafe in that experience and bringing in more of that heightened masculine energy in myself to kind of feel more safe and grounded in whatever. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I think that's a really cool reflection to take a look at. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting. It gives you an access into like your patterns and your, and your structure and your framework. Like, uh, I find like, you know, for example, NLP, very heady. Mm. It does talk about like what's stored in the body and emotions, stuff like that. But then you're, it is limited too in it's like sphere. And it's, then you've got, it's like overarching, like scientific fields, like physics doesn't talk about chemistry and biology and things like that. But like those initial like subjects and these parts of science integrated sort of create the whole yeah the same thing with like modalities of personal development there's like somatic body work there's energy healing like all these things come together integrate the whole and that's something that like with what you and my soul sister like katie mcdonald are doing with your retreat like later in the year and you're doing in australia like beautiful it's an integration of like the archetypes and things like that as well as it's not just knocking though like looking at that it's looking at the other spheres of mm. human patterning and behavior and so on so that's powerful and if anyone's listening, like if you haven't already registered either in Canada or Australia, like get on it, like hundred percent, like about for both of you, beautiful women. Yeah. And, but this experience of like the energy and our archetypes and so on, as we explore into our framework, like our patterns of behavior. So we notice how we relate to a certain man or a trigger or what we do when we experience these things, like, when you can understand the framework of how you operate. So what is it like, for example, how do you test? I got to play this game. See that microphone in front of you. Yeah. Like on the tangible physical thing, how do you create certainty around that? That is a microphone. What are the things that you go through to make that sure that's a microphone? Mm -hmm. I can see its physical form. Like it's right here sitting Mm -hmm. in front of me. It has a little red light on it. I can tell that it's on. It's working. Mm. Um, and that's what that's what they told me when I bought it. <laughs> this is a microphone. Cool. This will work for podcasting. <laughs> yeah. Right on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
and like I guess like you've done physical podcasts with it. I've and done yes, it. yes, it's worked. You know, fifty yeah. five ish episodes. So yeah, it's doing. And there's its like job. a process. Maybe you mm-hmm. follow now, like to check that it's on that that has worked every other previous time. Yes, and I can see these little things moving on my screen that are telling me that yeah. it's like working. Yeah. Cool. So like that's your framework of creating certainty around like the tangible. Now, what I would ask is like um, the intangible. Like, mm. how do you know your partner loves you? Mm. How do you create certainty around that? Like, do you feel certain that your partner does? Is <laughs> is a juicy question? Like, yeah. do you feel <laughs> certainty? Like, yeah. In that. Mm. Yeah. Are you asking me? Mm. Yeah. Okay. I was like, okay, are we exploring or are you asking me? <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, that I feel certain. Yeah. How do I, the intangible of that, like, how do I know that? Was that the question? Yeah. How do I know that? Yeah. So they're like, there's no red light that goes on, right? Yeah. There's no <laughs> red light. There's no yeah, red light. Yeah. <laughs> there is a sense of, um, the first word that came through was like, there's like a, a stand, like a consistent, like, but uh, yeah, I don't know if that's necessarily love though. It's interesting. Cause I'm like, it's a feeling and it's also, I was about to say it's based on like the actions taken, but the actions don't equate love either. So it's kind of like, I think it's just like a knowingness or a trusting, a trusting in that energy mm. and that shared energy. Mm. Yeah. So like, absolutely, the actions don't equal, maybe those actions don't equal it for you, but it's more like for your own framework, how do you, like, how how did you become certain, because you are certain, Mm -hmm. but how did you become certain that your partner loves you? Partially through, uh, through the level of commitment and actions taken in that. So it's like the consistency of that. And I think for Mm -hmm. me, some of that is verbal affirmation, like, like words matching the action, like that kind of thing. And -hmm. I can tell that some of that is like a little bit of my wounding too around like, I'll believe it when I see it or like that, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. It's like, Hmm. To me, it seems to be like the showing up in that commitment, being in that, that commitment, standing in that together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. And do you remember the time that you became certain that he loved you? And perhaps before that you weren't certain? (laughs) Yeah, this is juicy. This is really juicy. Um, Like recently. So (laughs) So, yeah, yeah. Some people know. Am I interviewing you or are you interviewing me? No, no, I love, this is a conversation. No interviews (laughs) Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I love it. Um, No, it's actually been really recently. Yeah, we we kind of separated. Our relationship Mm -hmm. ended and we kind of reinvented. And so it was Mm -hmm. recently that, and I think it's also my capacity to experience love has changed. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's that, right? Like that I feel a level of certainty now that was more intellectualized and transactional before. So now it feels there's a level of certainty in the beingness in the relationship versus just like, yeah, I'm trying to, I guess that's how to explain that, you know, it feels like more of the, um, yeah, the presence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when was that shifting point for you? Like what occurred at that point? What occurred at that point? Uh, good question. To what you're willing to share, obviously. No, no, I'm, I share a lot on <laughs> yeah. this show, actually. Cool. I'm just kind of cool. checking in on like what that, what that turning point was. I think, um, it's like the turning point for me was seeing that 
stand that was being made for our love and the like unwavering unfucking wavering stand like mm. me coming completely undone in that and being like it's cool i'm still here cool yeah got it love you mm -hmm. like that kind of unwaveringness um That's which amazing. is which is something that i personally have not experienced a ton of in my life with men so it was also that like whoa you know can't what <laughs> like it was kind of a little bit confronting mm. you know um yeah, and like the knowingness that anything is anything can show up in that in that space and like he's not going anywhere. That mm. level that level of stand feels so fucking clear. And it's not coming from a place of I need to prove to you or any of that. It's more just like Yeah. You guys can't see me, I keep forgetting. <laughs> I'm like I'm like putting my hand in the air like so many fucking yeah. Hands <laughs> yeah, so like full on unwavering i go back to that oak tree like and the softness mm. in that willing to be vulnerable willing to be seen willing to um acknowledge some of the yeah just the the life lessons that naturally occur as we move through in relations you know yeah yeah i, I i've got to acknowledge because my mind just like always goes off in weird things but like as we were like joking about the hand signals i was like you know what would be fucking hilarious is like if there was just a muted version of this and like David Attenborough's over like, and the young woman moves her arm to symbolize the oak tree. <laughs> oh, we have to do that. And your, that, like, your the narration there like, was like on point. <laughs> one of like director's cuts just like over the top where you can't see what's happening, just directly communicating it. And um, now you see <laughs> Stacy in her natural habitat. Yeah. Flailing yeah. <laughs> of the arms above the head, uh, <laughs> symbolizing joy and ecstasy. Uh, <laughs> but like, back, to, back to what you were saying with that, like what we got to see in that, and obviously the specifics around like relationship there, but under that, there's like almost like a tick list for you, but there's a framework of like yeah. how you test certainty on the tangible and the physical around that thing. Like mm. if I turn and ask you about that, like pair of glasses that hold your books together and that this is my happy place sign behind yeah. you like <laughs> the same thing under that is like well I felt it I picked it up I can see like it you know it looks nice and I see it all the time it's always in my my area like I know it is mm -hmm. what it is it's never just gone cuckoo like through the sign like there's never been mm -hmm. some random sound that just comes out of it like yeah. I know what it is so th there's that checklist and then the intangible we have a different framework of like testing that certainty in those things yeah. so in our relationships too there's a framework of how we're testing that. Like, you know, he has a dick when you see it and you hold it <laughs> and you feel it and you ride it and you play with it. And like, it's real. Like, there's the same thing. See it, feel it. I know it. It's worked. I've used it before. Like, I've used it a few <laughs> times. <it>. Like, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, the same framework. Then testing the love. It's, it's, it's the other framework of the intangible. Yeah. And like talking layers of relationship and like between the mass, like masculine feminine energies comes into this understanding these two energies as well is super powerful beyond mm. the framework. But like above the framework is also the wounding and the patterning. So you can understand your like framework and what you need to kind of explore and go through. It's going to really help you. Like this is the part of the stuff of like getting ready. Mm. You're never going to get ready for the specific relationship. You're never not going to get triggered. Like that relationship's going to bring you in to give you what you need, not what you want, right? Like I shared before, 
Yeah. But when you can understand your framework, you can understand if you can have an awareness of how you show up, you can have an awareness of your wounding, you can have an awareness of what you need to do to create certainty or to create the space that's going to allow you to share openly or vulnerably. Like when you can create those things and have an awareness of it, when you enter that relationship, you're going to have a much better capacity to deal with conflict, to handle that. That's, that's what like conscious relationship really is. It's an awareness of self. And then over time, like learning any new kind of sport or skill, you're going to learn that relationship. You're going to learn that dynamic. And you're going to start to be able to apply the things that you know of self in how you show up in that. And not some conscious, spiritually bypassing, constant, I want to acknowledge what you shared. In the, like, yeah, yeah. fuck that. Like, <laughs> thanks for, thanks for botching animal. that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you're going to be a beast. Like, and that's yeah. just going to be how it is. But so it's like that framework and then understanding like your wounding and like what happens for you, because you will see like these core mm-hmm. wounds, you'll see them loop in everything. And it goes back to what I was saying of like, it's never the thing. It's not the no kiss hug on the end of the text. It's not their tone. So things yeah. like you will keep finding shit. You'll find what you're looking for. You'll keep finding the thing or a new thing every day, every, every fucking hour, like whatever it is for you, but it'll be stemming from that same place of that wounding. And it's the difference to what we shared earlier around like relating in the boy energy, king energy, the queen and the girl, like all that kind of stuff. You will experience like a clear, like just you'll experience the trigger and then it's your capacity to be like, oh, so what I can notice here is that when you just randomly told me that the boys just like bought you a ticket for your birthday and you guys are going off to Vegas for a week, Mm. that triggered in me not feeling safe not feeling hurt, like the, and down to the core wounding of whatever it is. So maybe for Kate, it would be like, um, yeah, not feeling safe, um, triggering maybe that like Vegas maybe represents like lots of sexual energy and like play and everything's out there and whatever. Maybe that's triggering like not feeling sexual enough. It, did you do this or did you organize this? Like all of these things come up. Mm. It's being able to recognize that it's not the thing, like it's where it comes from, that wounding, the soil, not the weed, right? Yeah. And going, oh, and like stepping back and being like, cool. So looking at this with my wounding, what am I creating here? Like, what am I making that mean about you? What am I making that mean about me? Like, what do I get from that? Mm-hmm. Like super key questions. Like, what did I actually get from making that story? What did yeah. I get? Like, you know, the payoff from it, right? And we've talked about this, like from that experience and then being like, cool. So acknowledging all of that, going back to my framework of me testing certainty, say in the intangible, what is it that I need to speak about and take ownership for first and then share, like for me, what I would love to talk about is this. So maybe for Kate testing the intangible, it is verbal affirmation. It is, um, you know, maybe us spending some quality time together. You know, maybe it is Kate feeling pregnant and worrying about like, am I still going to be sexy? Am I going to be these things or whatever? Like, and being able to talk about that openly and, and sit with me and bawl her fucking eyes out and have me present being like, baby, I got you. Like, it's okay. This is all, it's all right. Like, let it out. Like, let that shame release. Let that guilt out. Like, let all that stuff, not feeling enough, all that core wounding, let it out. Let me see it. Mm-hmm. And then I show up and love you no matter what. I tell you what you mean to me. And then maybe we sit and like, I give you a massage and a yoni massage for two hours and I speak to you and I care for you. And then like, maybe we we make love, maybe we don't like, 
you can go back to that framework mm-hmm. of how you need to then create that in your life. Once you understand like what you did from a place of core wounding yeah, and taking full ownership and relating that and then being able to speak forth what you need. Like, and that's where the masculine and feminine energies come in, like understanding that like, you're just going to be testing the fuck out of everything as a feminine, mm-hmm. that if you want to, t- to surrender into something or you want to fully go into something, you are going to be like testing every nuance of it 25 times over to make sure yeah. it's safe. <laughs> testing the rope, ladies. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have that visual now every time I think of that. Like, yeah. what about now? <laughs> what about now? She yeah. tests the rope to see if yeah. she's safe. <laughs> Let go of the rope and find out. <laughs> uh, so good. So good. Yeah. Such a cool conversation. I really dug how we went into this whole, we were kind of, we had a bit of intention around talking about other things, but this, I, this was absolutely perfect. And I absolutely love hearing more of these conversations happening because there's, this is part of why I wanted to do this series is that, you know, a lot of these things are just kind of going not spoken about. One of the things I love about you guys is you're so real. You guys always just bring bring it. And it's just this is our human experience, right? And that's a lot of the things that I want to hear more of on this show and out in the world because I think we're a lot of us are kind of trying to figure it out in silence or reading on mm. Google about what does it mean to be in a conscious relationship? And it's just, we need to be having more of these big conversations and exposing what it actually looks and sounds like and feels like and all that stuff. So I appreciate that a lot. What would you... No one can see, but my face is contorted like preacher's sister. Like, fuck yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 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 So good. What do you want to see more of in the world for women? Um... Or more for, like, what would you love to see for women? I think that's the same question, but posed differently. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's a good question. Um, What I want to see more for women. I want to see more women that are, like, integrated, that are leading, like, the healing. So super controversial topic and I had someone bite my head off about it. Mm. Um, but like the whole Me Too movement, right? Mm-hmm. That got motherfucking hijacked by hardcore feminists, yeah. like fuck man and penises and like everything and got completely twisted. Like everything does in this world, that dominant energy, whatever, it's always going to take over the submissive when the submissive is fighting for it. Like, notice how, like, if there's ever a bully, like, beating someone up and the bully and the person just stops and stands there and doesn't put up his hands, doesn't do anything and just yeah. pops it, like, everyone watching is kind of like, like, stop. Like, why are you doing it? Like, oh, and then people will step in. Yeah. So it's like, we don't need to fight fire with fire. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. there has been an overarching, like, abuse, discrimination, um, detrimental treatment of of women in the world for a long time and we've grown up we've been raised especially in the western world and a colonized society that women are the lesser species mm-hmm. you're weaker you're smaller you can't fight you can't hunt you can't do all the things that feed us make us money you're just good to fuck and raise our children because i don't want to deal with them mm. that's been the energy for a long time yeah. And what isn't talked about a lot publicly 
is epigenetics. Yeah. In our bodies, physical bodies, and our DNA is up to 14, generally proven so far, generations of emotional beliefs, traumas, patterns, like everything, not mm-hmm. just blonde hair, blue eyes, that kind of stuff, like on that level. This is super fucking present for me right now, being like yeah. a father to be and like the way we relate, our energy, who's in our space, the healing that I'm going through as well. Mm-hmm. And um, like bringing a child into the world, like not repeating cycles and so on. Um, but when we're talking about things like me too, and all this sort of stuff, like this energy that's coming up in society and changing a way that we relate to one another as human beings, before we even move into that label of men and women, there's this stuff in our DNA that we don't tangibly see unless we become aware of it. And 50 years ago, there was a number one smash hit called like, Wives and Lovers. And it literally, the, like the lyrics in it, in it they're, like there are women in the front row, like screaming the lyrics of the song and like loving, like, you know, like the full fangirl, like 50s, 40s, like kind of 60s music. And it's like, um, don't send your man off to work with hair in, in rollers because, you know, there's women in the office and men will be men. And, and when he comes home, make sure you run to his arms and have wine and dinner and then go up and make love to him and do your role, essentially. This was a number one fucking smash hit and women were screaming Whoa. these lyrics. So it's like literally one generation, two generations ago, like people that are still living in your family, in your life, mm-hmm. had beliefs and a way of being that operated like that. So this is a real thing, this energy of like male to female kind of relating in that lesser species. And this is a quality that's building, understanding we're human beings, not men or women or all this kind of stuff. Like the label's moving more to human. Mm-hmm. And what I want to see is just a deeper understanding of that for the people that are leading these like healing movements and what me to actually started that and stand for beautiful. That yeah. is the definition of like me first. Mm. I'm going to go and create the space that yeah. allows someone else to show up in that because I did it. Mm-hmm. I had that fear and I, and I created the courage to actually go, you know what? I'm going to enter this space first. I'm not going to tell someone else they should do it so that I suddenly can do it myself. Yeah. But fucking so much respect and beautiful for that. And loving to see that, it created a lot of security and safety for them to show up, but then it got hijacked by Hollywood and everything else. It became like a witch hunt. Mm -hmm. And that is like that core wounding. That's not addressed. That's still there. That is like, fuck men, fuck the world, this kind of shit. I need to get my power by taking it from someone else. Mm -hmm. So like the thing I want to see for women, I want to see for everyone really, but it's more integrated people, like healing your own journey for you. And being able to claim back your power, like, without having to, like, recognizing where, and this can be, like, real ego checking, but, like, recognizing where you're getting your power still by taking away from another or where you're just throwing your power at someone else so you don't have to feel whatever's there. And, like, when I said I got my my head bitten off, um, (laughs) one of my friends put up a, a video from Tony Robbins like a month ago oh, yeah, and, I remember this and just thing. being like, yeah. And just being like, ah, oh, like love this clip. It's really good. And this woman got on there and was just like, Tony Robbins, an asshole. <laughs> I just commented on Facebook and, and, um, oh, she's like, no, she goes, Tony Robbins is uh, a sexist and abusive and he's an asshole. And this is a woman who's never done his work never met the man in person, oh, never seen, okay, only yeah. see the, the persona of what he does mm-hmm. on stage. Doesn't even know who Tony actually is behind the Tony Robbins 
identity and put that up. And me being me, I kind of always <laughs> shoot straight. And I was like, like, is this an experience that you've had with Tony or has this been like this idea being created because you saw a whole bunch of shit spread by other people online? Mm-hmm. And, and obviously that was triggering for that person. And this woman, she's like, I've been sexually abused and I don't stand for any man and all this sort of stuff. And, and I was like, oh, wow. and she talked about he dominated a woman in an event and all this sort of stuff. And I was like, have you actually seen the live clip of what happened? Like, have you watched that in full mm-hmm. and seen that? Or are you seeing the clips sent around and other people sharing it and jumping on that bandwagon? I was like, cause for me personally, I watched the whole clip and I can see the energy of what people talk about. And I can also see what he was saying. Mm-hmm. And there's truth in it. He's talking about not falling into the victim of something. Mm. Like this movement is great until we use it as the same thing of projecting our healing onto that and we'd be played the victim. Yeah. And she was like, don't fucking mansplain shit to me and like all this kind of stuff. And mansplain? Like, yeah. That's yeah, a I thing? Know. I didn't know. Yeah. I've heard the mansplain. term, but I've never had someone That's tell me I'm doing it. problematic. Even totally, and so like it's problematic. Yeah, exactly. So this is the unintegrated, the heat, the woundedness, like all this kind of stuff, and just let it all out. And I and she like didn't answer any of the questions that I had. I was literally open, like like literally was it? You've seen this business experience, and I was like, this is the problem. I was like, you just blurt shit out from a woundedness that hasn't been healed, and like my deepest condolences for what you went through but this doesn't help you nor anyone else. This is that same woundedness and that is coming out. That's just spreading fear, spreading hate, spreading like this suffering that is really just like you hurt my feelings by what you said. And the way that I receive love is words of affirmation. So the ways that I'm hurt the most is what most is words of affirmation. So fuck you motherfucker. And I'm going to say all the things that I know will hurt you the most. Like that's that game we play in relationships too of like the way we get love is the way we get hurt the most. So when we get hurt that way, we lash out in that way when we're triggered and we're not like back in our energy. And for me, I want to see more people and more women specifically because I get this impact of like fucking thousands of years of suppression and fucking dominance and anger and raping and pillaging and this kind of like energy. And for the last fucking 500 is still stored in our DNA. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I want to see more awareness of this and then more integration. So that the people that are talking this message that are speaking this kind of stuff are at peace with it. You know, me personally it's taken me a long time to talk about the shit that i used to do before i was dealing drugs and i was like debt like collecting loan debts that are outstanding for like a loan shark and my dealer and i was addicted to coke and you know the fucking breaking into people's houses and tying them up and torturing them asking them to tell me where the fucking money was find someone else to give them the money breaking their fingers like doing that kind of shit is so not how i show up now and who i am and it's been it's it took me years to go from a place of like, that's not me anymore. That was me back then. I was fucked up in my head on drugs. You know, I had an addiction. It was only I was making money, all this kind of stuff. I didn't rob 7-Elevens. I only worked with people that were in the underworld. Like I wasn't fucking with people that are doing a good thing. Like all the justifications, that's not me anymore. To me to be like, that part of me is still there. I could fuck someone up and not blink an eye if now 
Kate's life was at risk or my child was at risk. Mm-hmm. I watch a dog nearly bite my dog's neck and I love animals. I don't want to break that other dog's neck. <laughs> that instant fucking survival comes in like, don't you touch my leg. Yeah. And that real provider energy. Moving to that space of me being able to be like, fuck yeah, that part of me is still there. That's the part of me that when Kate and I walk down that dark alley near the airport in Bali here when we do a visa run, and there's real seedy, creepy dudes that are there. When I step into that energy, that alleyway, I tap into that part of me. My energy like evolves like this. And it's like that, that energy of like that psycho fucking eyes like walking through. And I watch every fucking time that like the guys in that alley before I even get there are like, you know, like they step out of the alley and back into the light and all that sort of stuff. Like that energy is ominous. Mm-hmm. And that energy is now the protector. I can tap into it in a healthy way. That's that warrior energy. What was coming out was that shadow warrior. Mm, yeah. So being able to integrate these things allows me to show up my fullness and allows me to be real with you on this podcast and then talking to people and not being like, oh, this divine masculine with a great relationship and got a baby on the way and doesn't have shit go on and all this kind of stuff. Like it's that the difference is like the integration, yeah. like the embodiment of stuff. And that's what I want to see for like more women and but just humans as a whole. Mm-hmm. is being able to integrate the parts of ourselves instead of trying to remove them or fix them because the whole method or belief in like personal development that you can improve yourself or fix yeah. yourself by it's like the same thing of being like you're going to cut off your left arm and just sit there and watch a brand new fucking gold shiny one grow out of your shoulder like that's mm-hmm. not real and it's the same thing of like healing and growth it's like you can shift identities and patterns as you grow and things like that but these are parts of yourself that are being integrated, not removed. Mm, and when we're nice, still acting yeah. out in that way, hurting others and things like that, it's never happening. So that's what I want to see. is like more integration for people, more healing yeah. in that way. Yeah. Acceptance. I really enjoyed that, that distinction too. It's like, we're, yeah. I, and that's something I knew about you because you and I have had conversations that I've seen some of the way that you show up and, and share this with people. Like it isn't about us just operating on top of all these things and just having it all just kind of like, mm-hmm you know, articulated properly. Like it's actually about integrating these things and truly doing the work to have us be able to show up and maybe share a me too message or share these things from a place of like actually the original message, which was to support other people and being able to have a voice and mm. and show up and do that. Not just blaming and pointing fingers at people and stuff. Yeah. I hear that. Mm. It's the same ownership of what we talked about earlier, like yeah, owning totally the ownership. experience. Yeah. And I think the Mm. Me Too movement is beautiful in a lot of ways. And there is that shadow aspect where it's, you know, people are sitting in the wounding and the projecting and the attacking. It's the attacking. And so I'm I'm really glad we got to speak to that because I think it's it's an incredible opportunity, you know, as these big ass cathartic crazy (laughs) shit happening in the world often is, right? Yeah, it's it's the same thing, like which we're like seeing the external mirroring back to us. Mm-hmm. Like we're still seeing the experience of duality. We're yeah. seeing this 3D reality of the duality. So no matter what is happening out externally in our world, like on the consciousness plane, we're seeing the duality. We're seeing the shadow aspect of everything. Mm-hmm. So we got to see it in this. And we got to see how dominant truly the shadow aspect is on like worldwide consciousness in especially the Western world. Mm-hmm. We see how dominant the shadow is. It just fucking ripped the shit out of this thing and it became all anger all hate and stuff and we're seeing it in politics we're seeing it in the way companies operate we're seeing it in the world that there for a long time has been a huge imbalance in this duality of the shadow because without integrating our own shadows this part of us sits suppressed for so long 
So any moment that we can find something in the external that we can fucking let our shit out on and be like, it's that, it's not us. We let it fucking rip. Yeah. And so we see these like these big like global movements or things that happen and go, they go out, they start great. And then bam, the fucking like shadow comes out and dominates. Mm. Yeah. And then we see people having massive meltdowns and big ass, you know, blame sessions and anger, hate, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's exactly what you said. Like we just can't put out fire with more fire. It just doesn't work. Yeah. Like, can I share one thing? Yeah. I forget the links. I'll try and find them, but there started to be like things come out, but it's so not being publicly looked at for the amount of men that have committed suicide because of this movement. Oh my God. Really? Wow. Yeah. The amount, the amount of men that have like, I'm in men's programs right yeah. now. I'm studying, preparing for a documentary. I'm going to film the next like couple years. Um, and if you like, I can touch on that a little bit with like the listeners after, but the, like there's men in there that have shared about like, one time like they were in college and they got like blackout drunk and shit like that and like waking up and being like i woke up and this like woman said that she like i'd raped her and i was like no fucking way like no way i have not stuff and the only reason i knew was there was blood on my dick like that's real shit man like that's that's hardcore stuff to hold on to and bury into because yeah. what are we perceiving uh, a sexual abuser or a rapist or any of these kind of things? How do we perceive that in the world? How do you perceive a pedophile? Mm-hmm. Can you find compassion for that being for that yeah. person? Yeah. If you're not, it's only your, your, your disintegration. Like it's like this kind of stuff. And I've, I've watched men go through this and I've had conversations with this. Like I've seen it all. I know in myself, there are some times that I've like had sex with women like, and I've been really drunk and they've been really drunk. We've been super fucking high. And I'm like, that didn't feel like the best and good. So mm-hmm. I can sit there and I could probably find how I've had like the opposite too of like a woman, like mm-hmm. just literally going on like, and I could be like, that was receiving sexual abuse in a way mm-hmm. where I just didn't feel confident enough to be like, you know, my role is just to have sex. So I should just have it. Even if I don't really want to have it with this woman, you know, mm-hmm. like, so I've had the other side too. And it's like, there are so many things that happen in our life, in our journey. And when this kind of stuff goes out and it's so much hatred and so much stuff and we're seeing, you know, people that are abusing power and stuff. Like you like see the Matt Lowers and these things, like witch hunts that happen. Um, and fair game, what they're doing is not okay too. I get it. But when we're seeing these witch hunts, all these people coming out and losing their careers and these things, what does that happen in someone that's, unintegrated in this area of their life like where's the space being created for their healing and acceptance of mistakes and cleaning it up and fear and there are like there's been a spike in like then like australia and new zealand have like some of the highest male suicide rates in the world but there's been spikes in the numbers of like suicide reportings and stuff in america in canada in australia in new zealand in uk in european countries like that they haven't seen in a long time and this is the like ripple effect mm-hmm. of not integrating our own healing. Mm-hmm. We put more pain out into the world and like, that's kind of what I want to bring up is maybe like if you've gone through sexual abuse and you haven't found compassion and, and healing and forgiveness to what that person did, 
like truly how would you feel if that person despite you not talking to them and so on whatever story you've got of them has come to a place where they feel so much pain for that action that they decided to take their life like how do you feel about that and if you're listening and going well yeah fuck yeah he fucking deserves it so he should scum you are holding on to that pain like that poison that pain that like not being integrated in that and you are carrying that through your life and i promise you unconsciously you are projecting that onto every single man that you come into contact with yeah and you are and you are letting them show up and you're looking for them to show up as that man mm-hmm. and that is a cup of poison that you choose to drink every single morning and yeah i just wanted to share that because thank you like i'm acutely aware of the masculine journey because I'm massively immersing myself in it now and playing guinea pig this year and looking at the different teachers, the different programs out of there, the different group programs, looking at how the men are going through and the healing and, you know, one going on my own journey and exploring that and now fatherhood. And at the same time, kind of the part of me, it's like sitting back going, like looking at the work and looking how it's taught and whether it's from a hyper-masculine or what's that or an integrated amount, like looking at all this shit pairing to -hmm. film this documentary next year. And yeah, like, like we say, a lot of men don't speak about their emotions or don't share publicly what they're going through. But a lot of the pain as well, like in this way, like they're being discussed in these private places, these mm-hmm. private things. And we're not really creating a, like, this is, this is the queen energy, right? This is the thing. Where are you creating space for the men in your life? I don't just mean maybe your hubby or maybe your son. I mean, like, men that you know how are you showing up in the world and creating a space for the men to share like we welcome the woman to share now because mm-hmm. it comes naturally now for and yeah. it's part of the suppression in the suppression of the, the female and the feminine for hundreds of years thousands of years there have been women's circles connecting raising the kids together sharing what's going on sharing the pain of you know your king husband is just fucking every other whore in the land and he's in the like the the whole house down the road and that sharing with her because you couldn't dare show up and say that to him so you have to share it to a sister and get it out and deal with it that is like natural in society now for women that has never been the case for men right yeah so like there's a yeah that's like a more responsible i guess question putting forth is like us men, we've got to show up and do that for ourselves too. But as a woman, mm-hmm. how are you showing up like that for the men in your world or in your, in your sphere? If you want better relationships, if you want more integrated men, if you want more men in the kingdom, are you contributing to that truthfully? Yeah. Or are you maybe doing the things that allow you to show up in that way, but then suddenly you're holding on to pain about something that happened and you're not integrating that and mm-hmm. doing that work personally to allow that to be put into the collective and sort of just seeking out those same attributes that you're expecting in men and yeah Mm -hmm. totally yeah that's big that's big Mm. thanks for sharing that because i really feel like that it was part of the driving force to do this series it was part of the whole idea around this was like men are like us you know we all have wounding and we would never i would never turn to one of my my girlfriends that was that potentially did something that she regretted or that was just out of character or maybe she just was really in a shadow aspect and fucking chose to do something that was super messed up mm. i would never turn to her and just be like wow yeah i don't know i think i might just fucking yeah. blast y'all over the internet and you know yeah like, you fucking home yeah yeah like <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, like I, I would allow compassion and curiosity and support and mm. understanding. And I would work to, you know, if it was something that challenged me, maybe work to find that in myself and, and support her. And so my, my desire is to see more of that for men too, because it's like, that's why do we have no space for men to make mistakes and choices that suck? Because we're all fucking mm. doing it. We're all human. We all have a past, you know, we've all done things that we maybe regret, you know, and giving each other space to actually work through that in a healthy way. And maybe some people are not ready to do that and that's okay, you know. Um, but the men who are ready to to lean into that, I'm just so grateful that there are spaces opening up and different things that are available now and that we have more awareness that we can hold these spaces and conversations with more compassion. Yeah, like you've, you've had some on the podcast, but like, and there's a lot of men I probably I don't know yet I'm getting into more contact with and so on. But like, there's, because the, the problem is there's a fuck ton of hurt little boys in big male bodies mm-hmm. living life that have that stoic mask. They've got to pretend like all their shit's together that are ticking fucking time bombs of anger and shit. That's why I've got the highest numbers of ever we've seen of domestic abuse, aggression, um, assault, uh, assault with a deadly weapon, grievous bodily harm charges of men in prison because yeah. they fucking exploded because mm-hmm. they're suppressing this. Where they, they can't go to men. We don't fucking talk about it. Yeah. Come on, buddy. Fucking have another beer, man. Don't fucking like, don't puss out. Like, you know, don't talk about shit, man. Let's go fuck it. Like, don't talk to me how you feel about it. Yeah. Like, and yeah. we can't go to the woman because then we're weak. Mm-hmm. She's not going to want to be with a man. We look at Hollywood. We look at everything. It's not there. Everyone wants the big, strong, muscly man, like all that kind of shit. So we can't show that to the woman. We can't show that to our man. And if we go back to our family about that, then we're going we're gonna to cause shame to our family. So mm-hmm. where do we go? Yeah. And like, this is what's happening. So full commendation to like, you know, the Preston Smiles, the Jetty mm-hmm. Azumas, like the Connor Beaton runs programs like Man Talks. You look at yeah. like Lewis Howard's putting out books like um, the uh, Mask of the Masculine or some Masculine Mask. I forget yeah, it. Yeah. I think it's the Mask of the Masculine. Um, and yeah, like people doing the work, even Adam Rowe, like, uh, mm-hmm. like people putting out like spoken word pieces and like Adam Rowe without doing men's work, when you look at him and you watch him, you see the, the willingness to like is that that's integration and constantly exploring new things he shared publicly recently about um you know the sexual healing and journey him and Ezri have gone on what he's held on for so long and, mm-hmm. and like these are people that are like living it and then you got people like press and stuff running things like man cave and so on that are fantastic programs and then you've got programs that no one fucking knows about because the person that does it has 12 friends on facebook mm-hmm and you only find out about it by referrals yeah. and it's in, it's in the, like the app, like it's in fucking Brazil for a week or whatever, like a retreat and things like that. And then you've got things where no one's going to. And this is like, for me, why I'm creating this documentary mm-hmm. um, for like the listeners, I'm creating a documentary on like masculinity and like modern day manhood. And what I want to look at is the way in which we raise boys to men. And um just looking at kind of like West versus East, first world, third world, looking at even in the Western world, looking at like elitist status, looking at middle America, looking at like mm, poverty or looking nice. at South Central LA, like crime driven, like all of these things. And I want to look at the way we see men, like men, and we want to see masculinity and these kind of things. And what I want to showcase too is like I'm, I'm working out contacts right now of I'm looking at spending a couple of weeks in like Africa next year working with like tribal medicine men. 
and even like the indigenous cultures in Australia and in like Native Americans and um, the Southern, like South American and like African and looking at these indigenous cultures of how they raise boys to men and that like mm-hmm. the village raises the, the children, you know, they, the whole saying, it takes a village. Mm-hmm. Like we've, we've kind of lost that in, in society, I feel. And, you know, in the indigenous Australian cultures, going walkabout, like go walk, go walk off for, for months to become a man at that age. And like how we raise our children to be men and so on. And what I want to showcase is where have we, like what works, what doesn't. Yeah. And not not tell you what works, what doesn't, but present all the different ways that are going on. All the different, like all the different ways of raising men and so on. And then look at these teachings, looking at the man cave, Mm -hmm. looking at that. And I know P's vision for that. Like I know he wants to be doing tens of man caves a year and, coaches and all this kind of shit like I know what he wants to do and it's amazing and I'm behind it 100% and looking at the indoctrination of children through the school system yeah in western society and what they're going up against how we socially learn and being like all this work that's happening in the world and all the different work is this actually increasing and growing or is it a bubble and we're seeing just insane numbers of people being indoctrinated and through media and through ch- and school and stuff every year that it's we're not competing with it. And I just want to create a documentary that presents all of that. And like everything I've done in my life, uh, ever since I've been sort of moved into coaching and, and consulting and all that sort of stuff, has incorporated three things for me and the beliefs that I have, which is like compassion, connection, and education. Mm. I look at the way the Western world has been colonized where the Europeans have like landed on the Australian shores and murdered and raped a fuck ton of the indigenous cultures and happened in America, everywhere we go, they did it in India and East India, which is now Pakistan, which is where my actual, my Nana was born. She was European, she she was English, but she was born in East Pakistan because her dad was part of those people. So like we've come in and just like no compassion no connection with the education of like, here's how you savages will learn. We'll teach you English. We'll teach you how to, what math is. We'll teach you all these things and missing compassion and connection. And I think without ed- education is important. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot that the Western world can offer children like living in poverty and hunger in Africa. And there's so much that those children and that way of life where they're like completely malnourished look like walking skeletons but have the biggest fucking smile on their face and have pure joy yeah well and i believe in creating content and and doing things like this which for me is service like i run an online marketing business i could sit here and, and we can talk about money but like i can talk and promote that but for me that's not the contribution that i want like that's freedom for people around money and so on amazing change kate in my life changed how we're seeing pregnancy we don't have to go to work we don't have to take and be sick and, and all those things and i have so much compassion for like mothers and parents like that's huge for us right now that have yeah. you know run to the bathroom to vomit in the bucket and like you know t- trying to hide and not telling anyone for three months and like all of that shit so that's an aspect money 100 percent get it but for me it's part of compassion mm-hmm. connection and education if we can find deeper compassion for ourselves and our journey and this is the integration of the healing and stuff i've been talking about and find that i can find compassion it's going to give us connection to self a deeper connection and through that i can find compassion for my brother and sister not like my real brother and sister but like my brothers and sisters that walk this earth i can find compassion and connection to who they are as a human being beyond their views their ways of life 
Mm. Could you sit and have a conversation with someone who was quote unquote a terrorist? Mm. Could you be and live in their world and understand them? Because if you have the belief and you do all this personal development and be like, we're always operating in our highest good and we think what we're doing is right. I guarantee you that everyone that's involved in the 9-11 attacks and all these other bombs or whatever the fucking media says anyway, all this kind of stuff, think that America is a fucking terrorist that's bombing their home. Then you look at like pictures of Iraq before the war. It looked like a normal fucking city. It looked like there was grass, there was buildings, there were roads. And now it's a fucking rubble. Like millions of people have died that have nothing to do with this shit. So if I'm sitting here in my shit that's unintegrated and I look at these people and I'm judging them and so on, it's all about me because the reality is if I can find a deeper compassion and connection to myself, then I can find that for my brother and sister. War doesn't solve shit. Anger and hatred doesn't solve shit. Picking up a a rock and throwing it back at that guy that fucked you because he threw a a rock back at you. That's never going to end things. Mm -hmm. It has to be through compassion and connection and how do you find that is deeper education is being willing to look at the education that's available to you in here and being willing to receive education from the opposite. Mm. How can we be educated as a Western first world society on the ways that the Eastern or the indigenous cultures have done for so long? We created planes to fly around the world. They've been living in dreamland and astral realms and connecting to their partners in other dreams and people on other sides of the country. They don't need a fucking plane. Mm. Like, what can we learn from our brothers and sisters in this earth? And we're only going to be willing to find that and to explore that when we find compassion and connection for ourselves. because then we're willing to drop the, like the ego and have the humility to connect with my brother and sister and to acknowledge any wrongdoing and acknowledge those things and connect and to open up a space to go me first and create that space to have a conversation with, to connect with, to explore, to round table kind of discussion of what we can do. And it's these divisions by borders, by race, by religions, by financial status, all this shit, by laws and crimes and all this kind of stuff, like criminalizing drugs, these things like heavy fucking topics we can go to town on like, but it's this kind of shit that creates the division and borders. It's this hatred of being sexually abused or this hatred of like men are always don't give a fuck about women or like, you know, women uh, always going to talk and, and bitch and talk behind people. It's like all these kind of beliefs and shit. It's checking into like the truth of it or where that comes from. When you're willing to do that, everything changes. I'm willing to be, proven wrong like through quotation marks i've been uh, for the listeners but like proven wrong on anything that i'm saying because it's not wrong it's i'm speaking from what i know in this moment and maybe someone else has stuff that i don't know that when i learn i'm like whoa that completely changes everything mm. and we're, we're we're putting our worth and our attachments in life outside of ourself to like things and ways of being and like i'm a vegan or i'm christian or i'm like fucking so what like i eat vegan (laughs) i i believe in a world that doesn't need to consume meat i don't like the way that we cultivate and culture meat right now but it doesn't mean that i can't sit at a table with you and you have a steak because if i can't be with you in that if i can't be with you and watch you eat that even though that for me i'm like like i can't even imagine chewing on meat right now it makes me like my body quiver because it's become so unnatural which is crazy when I think back now, 
But if I can't be with you in that, which is in, say, opposition to my values or beliefs, then how can I ever expect you to do the opposite? Mm. And it's what we see in veganism right now in activism. It's like, yeah. here's a cow with its fucking throat being slit open and like, look at that and you should change or you're a fuckhead. Like, mm. you know, why would that create change? Because there's no acceptance of another. And your unwillingness to be with something is just mirrored in the other person being unwilling to hear you, yeah. to hear your point of view. Yeah, and that's why I'm, I'm so fucking passionate about that. Like that, those same things, compassion, connection, education have been a part of my like money journey and stuff like that. Kate and I struggling financially last year. So like, fuck, clearing close to 100K in the first few months of this year in our business, creating total freedom in our life you know, impacting people's lives and then like seeing difference, like allowing more freedom for our child, you know, all these different things. Like it, it leads to everything. My beautiful dogs here. One is like my baby, like, and the other one we've been rehomed and just learning how to love. And we've just kept it here because those become sisters. We're now facing the reality that I'm actually not going to be able to get them out of this country. And like, it breaks my fucking heart to like, think about like not bringing her Mm. and I watch her fear with men and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, but when I can get out of my own stuff and I cannot make it about me and I sit and go, what would be more traumatic for her? The months and months of blood tests and, and, and healings and stuff that require for the blood disease that she's got, that doesn't allow her to travel out of this country. And then her to go through quarantine and sit in shelters for a couple of months and we other dogs and all men and all those things what is actually the most compassionate loving thing that I can do for her. And it's probably find her a beautiful home here and see if I can keep those two together before I leave. than it is to put her through that for my own guilt. Mm. It's like, that's what I come back to every time is compassion, connection, education. I'm always willing to learn more. I'm always willing to see where there's something I didn't know yet. And just coming back to that, like to me, that's that King energy. Yeah. That's that like being unwavering in my humility and not thinking that I know everything, but like, you know, leading and trusting my intuition, trusting what soul pours through and so on. And it's like speaking that thought, like that's the thing that I, I just had a beautiful cup of cacao and sat here and got present for this call. And like the thing that comes through every time is to continue speaking that message of like compassion, connection, education, to create films and documentaries and content around that shit. Mm-hmm. Like, and to have those conversations with people like you and, and they can contribute in this way. And like I said, I could sit here and pitch what we do online and how other people could benefit and women could create freedom in their lives, their families. And that like, I could do all of that and go deep on that. But that doesn't feel like the highest contribution that I could do in this moment. It doesn't feel like the most important thing. Mm-hmm. I'm sure even in just those 10 words, any women that are intrigued with the how Kate and I are doing that are going to message me anyway. I don't need to pitch that. What matters more is this message of like compassion, connection, education, integrated healing, like Mm -hmm. doing the whatever you need to do for yourself to come to that place where like your existence, your experience of this life is bliss. It's pure joy. doesn't mean you won't have your triggers and so on, but it becomes a dance. It becomes a game. And that's, Mm -hmm. that's the healing. That's where that emanates. That's where people step into leadership. That's where people become coaches or healers that, that was never on their sphere or work like that. Or they just, they create films, they create photography, they capture things. And honestly, for me, 
I think that is the things that we're seeking the most is compassion and connection. And like, for me, with all the work that I mentioned, like pressing smiles and these people are doing, I'm offering free stuff. So what I'm going to be doing is off the back of this documentary, after absorbing all of this sort of stuff and looking at all different ways, I'm going to create like free course, free content, free groups and stuff like that. So that so good. You know, boys and men that are in mm. high crime, hyper-masculine kind of poverty, like South Central LA, that sort of stuff, they can get access to it and start and put it out there and probably share about Man Cave and these programs that are paid and so on that when people grow and so they can actually go into that stuff. And I want to integrate the indigenous cultures and all these kind of things for, for boys and men to have access to these things because that's the shit that matters, like connecting. And, you know, I, I don't know about charities and organizations and stuff yet, but even off the back of this documentary, I'm actually going to take, like, I'm going to create like a photo book and journal and almost like humans in New York style, but take like amazing oh, detailed face that. portraits of all the men that, from African tribes to, to America, to Germany, to wherever, um, and have like really beautiful detail, detailed portraits of their face and a bit about my experience and time with them and call that the face of man. Oh, and I can't wait for you to do that. How amazing. You heard it here first, ladies. You heard it here first. <laughs> Literally, I haven't shared it publicly yet. So, amazing. Um, yeah, like that's that's the healing that I want to see in the world. And, and mm. I'm on so many tangents, but like beyond masculine, feminine, beyond man and woman, mm-hmm. like it's it's like a human experience and that's what we're here for. And that's what we're like, my beliefs that we're being called to lean into more and step into more, um, you know, prime example for you. It's easy to talk about the feminine, to talk about the cycles. Like that's become the norm for you. It's what you've immersed yourself in. You're a fucking an expert in that you're beautiful. What you do in the way you hold a space and the way you lead women, you have a beautiful relationship between your masculine and feminine. Like I watched, I've known you for a little while now. Like, when I first got to know you, I can see the difference, like mm-hmm. A to B from there yeah. on your integration and your energies and your fluidity between the two. And that's amazing. What you've just done this month and you're doing this month, even though there probably is the excitement and it's new and stuff like that, this is a challenge. This is a different thing to step into. It's a mm-hmm. different space, a different energy. And like, that's what, that's the magic, like total props and acknowledgement to you for doing this mm. because Thanks. you're creating conversations when you already have an audience of beautiful women that are no doubt listening to this are probably putting things into practice in their own life and creating ripple effects in their families already. But that this is what matters. It's that integration between the two. Yeah. I know you've had your own journey around sexuality and men and things yeah. like that too. Right. And it's like, so this is the integration. This is the willingness to explore and look at like the other side of the coin coming full circle. And from my heart to yours, like what's pouring through me is like adoration and acknowledgement for you. So I like to take this moment to mm-hmm. acknowledge you for like the full journey you've been on. And I don't know how much is shared, so I'm not going to go into any, but like I know what you share with me and to have you sitting here today running this podcast and having this conversation and doing like masculine May, like honey, like I fucking love you and I have so much respect for you and I'm just so proud of you and like you are the the definition of what I'm talking about of like integrating those deepest wounds, those deep healings. So what comes is like your power, like your, your fucking, this is the feminine. This is the divine goddess, the divine feminine. This is the queendom shit I'm talking about where through that pain, through the impossibility of what we make that be, 
is fucking freedom of us, but freedom of so many other people we interact with. That's the energy that emanates from you. And yeah, I'm just so proud of you. And I just have so much love for you. And oh. <laughs> I can't <laughs> wait to give you a massive totally hug. Crying from, over from here. Vancouver. <laughs> oh, I so receive that acknowledgement. Thank you so much. It's truly an honor to receive that and just to have you really see me in that. And it has felt so, so good and so right mm. to create this. Really, mm. truly. And you're absolutely right. I actually don't think I would have been able to even be with these conversations and some of the things that have come up in these conversations, you know, if we went a few years back, even a year ago, maybe, you know. Mm. And so it's been it's been such an honor too to just hear from men and be able to hear men from where I'm at mm. now. Um, so I feel really proud too, and I feel really grateful to be here. Yeah. And to get to witness yeah. what's happening right now in the world, you know? For sure. Yeah. I am so excited about your documentary. Like, <laughs> so are, are you going to be posting anything on social media so the ladies can maybe like watch as, you know, or anyway, either yeah. way, get connected with Andy and Kate. Kate's been on the show as well. Um, but yeah. yeah, either way, you guys are phenomenal. I love everything you guys put out there. So, I mean, get connected with them regardless. But are you going to be sharing anything on social media around the documentary? Yeah, I like for sure when it's done and so on. Yeah. I feel like I'm going to document the journey. The journey. Mm. The journey. The journey. Um, yeah, uh, along the way, but I, that's the part that's not clear to me. I don't know how it's going to be. Um, but I think, like, there's going to be a lot from us on, like, parenthood, like mm-hmm. mother-to-be, father-to-be kind of stuff. And cool. what we're learning, it feels really juicy and really present for us right now. Um, but the actual, yeah, I, I, that finding out I'm having a child is probably what's pulled me forward and to start, like, kind of documenting and sharing more as I go along. So, yeah, I don't have a definite answer yet, but I feel like I'm going to be um, sharing a lot more on that as I go about that journey and, and um, like researching stuff more, the more I travel. And mm-hmm. like in honesty, Kate and I have been living in scarcity for so long. You know, we, we had a six-figure coaching practice like last year. We did well over 100 grand and, and it never felt like it. <laughs> like we fucking mm-hmm. struggled. Like it, no matter what came in, it seemed to go out and bills and those things. Um, but we're just hitting that point now of like, kind of real abundance like clearing out any like debt like all the bills this stuff like the end of this month is the first month we're looking at it being like wow we've got like real money sitting there at the end nice and we're like oh chunk to this debt chunk to this debt like clearing it all out so now it feels like that consciousness like even though it's always been on my heart is expanding into like real contribution and service mm. you know like that's why i'm here like it's i want to imp i want to share i want to talk i want to have these conversations so yeah, now like it feels like the the energy has really opened up to be like, cool, like share this journey, share this process. It's been so much on like getting us right, getting us sorted. But now with like a, a baby on the way, yeah, I can feel the energy of like really open this up, really share and like share the journey. I don't think there's a lot of men that talk about the journey of fatherhood too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so I'm excited to share that. So it'll, it'll be on my social media. Um, on Facebook. I haven't really done much on YouTube in a long time. I've been like working in the background quietly. So there'll probably be some YouTube and Instagram stuff coming as well. Um, cool. Yeah. I'm just upgrading all my camera gear presently. <laughs> so I'm making some better content. That, and yeah. you had some pretty sweet gear before, so I can't even imagine what's about <laughs> to go down. <laughs> uh, yeah. This has been such a pleasure hearing from you and really my acknowledgement is right mutual to you. 
Thank you so much for the work that you're doing and the way that you are standing in this real talk around these topics. I so appreciate that because it takes a lot of guts. And we talk about that on the show a lot. Like it takes guts to show up as all of who we are and to say what we think about things and, you know, get curious about people. And thanks for bringing that compassion and connection to it because it's so needed in the world. So needed. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I yeah. super appreciate that. Yeah. I'm so excited to just hear more of your journey and get to share more of this path with you. So um, yeah. ladies, go follow Andy. He's amazing. And I just am so excited to see more of what, what comes through you this year. So thanks for sharing so, so honestly as you do. And, uh, it's been such a pleasure and ladies, please also like, I'd love to hear what you received from this conversation. Like if you receive an insight or you're like, Oh, wow, I never thought about this or just share that with us. Like we love to hear, it's also a practice of like you integrating it and just being witnessed in that. So it's not just another podcast that you just goes in one ear and out the other. Like mm. really share that or talk about it in the lady posse, start a conversation with people in your life about it. Um, and we would love to hear from you. And of course, I'm sure Andy would love to hear any, any insights or questions or anything like that. So reach out to us. We're real people. And thanks for listening. Thanks again for coming on the show. And Tilly saying goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Um, what two things I just want to leave with is one yeah. is I mentioned it in the, in the conversation, but um, if you haven't already seen it, the documentary called The Work. Yeah. Jetty Incred- mentioned it too. And there was a few women who were looking into it. So yeah. Yeah. It'll give you a deep insight into like what I talked about, like the the boy in um, the male body. Yeah. And how they're showing up, all that kind of stuff. And some of the pain that they go through. And it will... <laughs> this is my life too. So yeah. the ladies on the podcast hear the dogs yeah. saying all the time. Um, it'll give you insight into that. And it's just beautiful understanding what I mean about like the integrated man and being able to heal in that way. And, and mm. like that queendom holding space, but like also seeing like where you can't be that feel man. Sometimes that maternal energy kicks in where like you feel like, Oh, I can do it. I'd be there. Like men need men. Yeah. And the other one is like an offer to you and, and to the women that listen to this, and like any women that listen to it on your lady posse, I don't know how they're not, but like if they're in there, if there's any questions or conversations that want to be created of this, I'm more than happy to like um, jump in and even do like a, cool. a guest Facebook live and do like a live chat with your women or even yeah. a call like this. I'm super like, this is real juicy for me right now. And it feels like where I want to spend time. So if that's something your women want or in the group, I'm more than willing. Amazing. Thank you for yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We're going to take you up on that. We'll figure that, <laughs> we'll figure that out. We always end these conversations with a fill in the blank statement. You can take it anywhere mm-hmm. you want to take it. Are you ready? I think so. Okay. Um, Wait, hang on. Let me get my masculine. Yes, hold on. And ready. Okay. (laughs) And check. Uh, If you truly want to improve your life, fill in the blank. (laughs) What came through uh, is just like, give up the bullshit. Yeah, totally right. Give it up. Like, this is a game. Mm. Stop taking it so seriously. There's some wounding and healing and all that stuff, but... Like it's a game. It's it's old. You you pre-architected this this entire thing before you came here, and it's only in the ego of we lose ourselves and this is so real and everything. Yeah. It's all here for your greatest good. It's all here for your growth. So give up the story that like it's not working. All this kind of shit. Mm. Yeah. Give it up. Mm. So good. Yeah, I love that statement because I get. Ever, like the, the different places we go on that is just so 
So good. Mm -hmm. Thanks again. And thanks for listening, ladies. Looking forward to speaking to you in the next episode. Thank you.